if, if anybody can put on paper what our government and the American government, etc., and the Russian, Chinese, what they are actually trying to do, you know, and how, what they think they're doing, mm. I'd be very pleased to know what they think they're doing. I think they're all insane. You know, but I'm liable to be put away as insane for expressing that. You know, that's what's insane about it. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of the Coffee Coffee Cast. I'm your host, Reese Bolton. And I'm Reese Jones. And today we are returning to our, um, well... Cases of Conspiracy uh, series, this time looking at the murder of John Lennon. Government Uh, conspiracy. Government conspiracy. Insane murderers. The fall of a music music icon. um, Probably one of the most famous figures of the 20th century, not just in terms of music, but but like... There's like there's a lot of like stuff to unpack with like this, but I think like what we can like sort of delve into later on, rather just like touch upon now, is like um, his sort of status is like this, you know, great sort of like not just like pop star, but you know, just an icon of music yeah. and uh, pop culture in general. Yeah, he, it was cemented by his murder, and also like um, discussing that like. Everyone like when nine when um nine eleven happened, everyone knows where they were. Yeah. When nine eleven happened. When the when the planes hit the towers. Well, you know, our you know, our parents, their generation, they remember where they were the day that it was announced that John Lennon was was shot. Yeah. On the news. Like it's one of those things that like you, you remember where you were, like when you yeah. when you fuck when you find out like yeah. John Lennon was a uh, shot, and um, actually, I want to, I want I want to ask you a quick question. Um, when did you first hear about um, his, um, his assassination? Um, that's the, I think it was like when I first started to like to listen to the Beatles when I was like really young because you know it's like I asked sort of like my parents now it's like oh you know how old are the Beatles now because I, I realized that this music you know wasn't new music and you know he said like well you know george harrison and um and john lennon are dead i was like oh they, they're dead it's like yeah well, george harrison died of cancer and john lennon was shot and you're like shot like like this man was like beloved across the world his yeah, music yeah. was you know i i wouldn't go go so far as to say inspirational but it was it, it's iconic music you know he's part of possibly the greatest uh pop band ever they changed the face of music for you know forever, and someone killed him. And it's it's a bit you know shocking, really. Obviously, we're not old enough to have uh, witnessed his death, you know, in person. But we know, obviously, like the questions I think still linger because you think like someone that popular, why would they want to kill? Yeah, um, yeah. Why would they want to kill him? It's 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 like he's the equivalent to JFK to music. His death, like well, I, I don't think I've ever heard that. Like John Lennon is. The well, no, but if you think of like, if, if, like if you think of like political assassinations, you think of straight away JFK or Lincoln. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if you think of like 
uh, black civil rights movement assassinated, you think yeah. you think Martin Luther King or Malcolm X. When you think yeah. of music icons assassinated, you think John Lennon. And also, yeah. if you may, if you like, say 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 like, what's your key word when you hear the word you know the name the Beatles? You think John Lennon, yeah, or Paul McCartney? That's the thing, isn't it? It's it's like it's usually the Lennon McCartney yeah, like, yeah. writing duo, isn't it? Yeah, but yeah, I think universally, I think John Lennon was more um, uh, was more beloved. I mean, there was there was a film that came out, Nowhere Boy, with Alan Taylor Johnson as John Lennon. That was- that was a great film. Yeah, that was a really good film. Yeah, um, that obviously showed like his, um, you know, his years in school and like him forming into like, um, oh, what was the band called before it became the uh, Beatles? The Quarrymen. The Quarrymen. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like uh, right at the end, like they say, like oh, you know, oh, he's changed the band's name again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the Beatles, and he's like. Oh, okay. <laughs> obviously, he was like a difficult person to work with as well. Like, I, I heard he wasn't a very nice man. No, no. Yeah. But I remember his assassination. Like, I heard about it first from uh, watching Forrest Gump, and um, yeah, and obviously the scene where Forrest Gump is in that talk show, and uh, and um, you know he's discussing China, and John yeah. Lennon's like a, a guest yeah. star. And well, uh, in, they're talking, aren't they? And, and it's the lyrics. Too, yeah, yeah, yeah. I only just picked that up, like we watching it, like for his podcast. But then obviously, it cuts to um, John. Let John. The camera focuses on John Lennon, and like his face is like diverted away. It, it goes to all the like, side. Doesn't yeah, it? and then he says yeah. like, uh, that, "Oh, that nice young man, like was uh, was returning back home yeah. to England to see his son, and he was signing autographs, and then someone shot him." And then yeah. that was it. And obviously, my dad told me about it more. And I obviously got, you know, I read about it yeah. a lot more and stuff. And obviously, it's like, uh, and the stuff that was like catching the rye as well. Like, yeah, I think the, the question lingers about the importance of uh, the importance that the book, The Catcher in the Rye, played. Because, I mean, since its publication, Catcher in the Rye has been derided as um, very pro communist all the way to very pro uh, anti-communist you know because w- whenever it's been published it's been banned in a way you know and i think a lot of people um they see some uh, jd salinger he wrote a very strange book in the form of catching the right yeah and i think it, the the legacy of catching the right has also been influenced by the role that it played in the murder of uh, John Lennon. Yeah, and uh, the book has been like banned, taken off shelf, taken yeah. off shelves in certain places. In America has been yeah. restated. The school has been yeah. taken off. Yeah, it's about um, it's, it's about it's about teenage like revolution, isn't it? Like going um, up and going against. Um... Well, like I think like the whole TLDR right is um that. It's about the loss of innocence. Yeah, yeah. Because basically, right, um, the main character, Holden Caulfield, he is now sort of like the, the poster boy of like the, the emo, or like the, the moody teenager. Yeah, yeah. Who's like fighting to sort of, you know, against growing up in a way or taking responsibility because um, Holden Caulfield is, um, in the book, his brother died very young. So... Um, so in Holden's mind, he holds a very innocent ideal of his brother. Like, because his brother never lost his innocence, he never grew up, 
the image that he keeps in his mind is of this young, innocent uh, child. Yeah. So he's afraid now of becoming corrupted by the world and the people in, in the world. So, like, um, I think the title, Catcher in the Rye, is from, I think it's like a, a nursery rhyme or something. It's about this fella who um, he tries to catch people, from uh, these kids, from falling off a cliff. So, like, Holden Caulfield, in a way, like, thinks he is the catcher in the right. Like, he's trying to save, like, people from losing their innocence. Oh, wow. But, okay. um, but yeah. it's very strange, because, like, he wants to keep, like, his innocence, in a way. He, want, you know, he wants to save, I think it's his sister or something. But he also wants to save, like, himself. But then it's like, you know, he, he drinks underage. You know, he, he solicits a prostitute. You know, and and it's um, it's very um, very strange. But... Yeah, a lot a lot of things are like we look down on as well by yeah. like yeah. society. Yeah, I mean, you got to think. I forget when he was published. I think it was in the early sixties or something. Um, but um, July the sixteenth, nineteen fifty one. Fifty one. So you got to think, yeah. right? The you know the family values were trying to be upheld in the nuclear family in a way. Um, you know, very anti-communist. So there was a very there was a um, there was an emphasis on maintaining um, strong national values at that time. Yeah, and um, I think I mean, we we can discuss the um, the effect that the book had on uh, Mark David Chapman, the uh, the murderer of John Lennon. But um, it, it's have you have you read the book? No, I haven't. I I, I do mean to uh, yeah. get around to reading it. Yeah, it's um, I, I'd say it's definitely worth reading if you want to get an insight into the mind yeah. of the characters and the mind of uh, Mark David Chapman as well. Yeah, because um, well, it's also at, like at end... also um, John Hickley Jr. had a book as well. Like they found it, the police found it in his hotel room. Like, and he yeah. assa- tried to assassinate Ronald Reagan. So, what was, so yeah, catching the wire, yeah. Huh. I mean, I th- I think it's kind of related because we can draw the conclusion that Mark David Chapman had this idea that John Lennon was um was in a way the same as like the characters in the book that yeah people people hold him in such high regard now, but he he as a human he'd be corrupted eventually. Yeah. It's it's you know um. Uh, do you die a hero, or do you live long enough to become the villain? Yeah, uh, that famous quote. That famous quote from Dark Knight. Yeah, it, uh, essentially, right. Yeah. That, that's like that's the, the the chestnut that Mark David Chapman, you're know, very deluded individual, but he had the idea that he was saving John Lennon, and he was saving his legacy because if he, from a very skewed perspective, he saved his legacy. Yeah, definitely. And also, when, you, yeah. when you look at John Lennon now, yeah. there are a lot of faults to draw to the character. Y- yeah, to his character. definitely. But he's, he's, he's regarded as a very influential and iconic musician yeah. and singer-songwriter. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, um, yeah. Um, what's going on? Like, uh, didn't, he, like, didn't Lennon change like, his... He went into more leftist, radical-like music. Um. He definitely went sort of like um, into left-leaning circles, and his music became more uh, experimental. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Obviously, he was in a relationship with, or, or did he marry, marry um, 
your corner. I think he married her. Yeah. So yeah. So his wife, you know, essentially was she was into very um, experimental music, and I mean, it, it's uh, it's definitely experience to listen to her music, but um, yeah, you, he was definitely influenced by the people he surrounded himself by. You know, because you see, like his um, his music, like uh, you know, War Is Over, Imagine, and, um, and obviously yeah, he's a mark. He's a mark, yeah. same by the Beatles, more popular than Jesus. And yeah. obviously that caused quite. And also that caused so, quite. So he he said yeah. that right. He yeah. was Lennon that said that. Yeah. 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 But you think of the time. It's best to look at like the context of the time, the historical context when when you're discussing like. You know the the attitudes, the views of society, pol- you know the, the politics, politicians, and all that. You yeah. know in this world, because obviously America is quite like a quite fundamentalist Christian country, to be honest. In um, I, I, it's not as, I mean, it's not as bad as it. It was not not as much as it is like before. But yeah. before around about that time, it was quite like, you know, like, um, yeah, kind of fundamentalist Christian, like more than it is in like Britain. Do you get what I mean? Do, yeah. you, see what, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially, yeah. you know, in, in the, the self, you know, um, the, the Bible Belt in general. Yeah, yeah. You know, Americans, like, even today, hold religion to be um, a God given right. Yeah, and and it's it's up there. With, they they regard it as as sacred as human rights. Like, yeah, that that's why you see like you know they're so um, afraid of losing um, liberties in particular yeah. free, freedom of speech and freedom to yeah. bear arms. Yeah, because the freedom of religion. Like you got to think, um, um, American fundamentalism was born in the Puritanism. Yeah, you know. They 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 fled to and they and they were America. very and they were very yeah. bland type of Christian like yeah. didn't say about Christmas well, like, they were bland except for what they believed in yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I mean like I've never met a Puritan and I don't think I I I, I feel I, I don't like I don't like I wouldn't say it's like I'm you know ag- agree with their views yeah but maybe just as maybe that's just the um, the Methodist myself. Be honest, um, but but if you look about like think about the sixties and the seventies, you had obviously so much. You had the Vietnam War, yeah, which was the um, you know was obviously a primal mark in twentieth century American history. Yeah. Alongside of that, you have got uh, civil rights movements taking place throughout America, yeah. You know, people who wanted to um, change or dismantle the established system. So the idea of like chaos was created out of you know from you know from order. Yeah. And also, you had you know you had the uh, Watergate scandal. Hmm. You had the um, the Washington Post. Uh, you know, like scandal yeah. where they leaked all these information about like. The Vietnam War, the politics in yeah. the Vietnam War, yeah. and it made, it created a lot of distrust against the American yeah. government. What, what you're saying is great. Like, yeah, the the Vietnam War was arguably the first uh, war that was televised. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But before then, you you got World War Two, which 
I mean, people mostly knew that from war propaganda. They had the Korean War um, after that. I mean, the Korean War, obviously, like in the 50s, television wasn't that, it still wasn't that um, no. prevalent. Yeah. But then obviously going into the 60s and when t- uh, televisions became more affordable, everybody had one. Yeah. It was a, it was a staple. You know, yeah. everybody had a television. So when, especially you know, not just American press, but worldwide press um, reported on the war in Vietnam, the, the truth came out and and war became very, uh, it, it seemed like it was a relic. Yeah. You know, that sort of war, especially a war which seemed unjustified. Yeah, yeah. It's, because it's... Americans went to war because obviously the catalyst was Pearl Harbor. But yeah. um, they went to war with Germany because they were essentially fighting Nazism. Yeah. Fight, what they saw as evil. But when the Nazis were out of the picture and then the Soviets became the main um, antagonist, you know, there wasn't um, that emphasis really to go to war with them. And obviously, um, the Vietnam War was, I don't know, was, you could say also the Korean War was like. American, the US government's fears of the domino effect that like yeah. communism, yeah, if these countries fall the communism, they're gonna you know cause more of a yeah. you know threat, intimidation yeah. to Americans, you know, the American um democratic status yeah. quo, really. Yeah. And you know, they use that to you know bring up patriotism and fighting for your country against you know, they're like, okay, you go off to Vietnam. So yeah. you know, because if you don't, we don't defeat the the, com- the Vietnamese communists, then the, the communism is going to like you know, um, it's gonna like really influence America. Like it's gonna yeah. like we get yeah. you know it's gonna threaten America, yeah. and you don't want that. You know, like yeah. uh, you know, and obviously people people learn about um, sorry, was it communism in like schools and stuff? You got the, the Sorry, that's fine yeah and you had like the red scare going on as well you had uh, yeah and all that yeah so um so they obviously people were like well why do i need to go and fight a war yeah. which is having which is like not got nothing to do with me and then yeah. actually obviously when america people realized america's losing the vietnam war and they were drafting more people um, and uh, the government's putting more money into it. People was like, well, what's the point? We need to be out there. So that's yeah. why you had a lot of these marches, these, um, right, you know, these, um, I would say these protests happening like America. And obviously then, um, oh, what was that really famous one where they fired on the students in the university? Um, I forget, but it was um, that, I remember there was that scene, wasn't it, from Watchmen, and it was basically the darker version of that. Yeah, yeah. There's um, um, there's like a there's like a woman with like a flower. She puts it like on the on the tip of the gun, and then yeah. the guns the gun the gun fires. I, I think that was that was like the epitome of showing. Um, it was you know obviously it was showing the zeitgeist. In yeah, that, you know these hippies, you know flower power and all that stuff, up against um, what was seen as the authoritarian power. Yeah, you know the man yeah. sticking it to the man. You know. And 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 then, um, then also the sorry, so that um, that famous photograph was taken um, 
by American photographer Bernie Boston uh, during the National Mobilization Committee to end the war in Vietnam, uh, the March on the Pentagon. And um, it shows Vietnam War, uh, sorry, a Vietnam War protester placing a carnation into the barrel of an M14 rifle. <laughs> that is, that is. Does the rifle go off? Um, no. Oh, okay. That's, that's, I, that's, I, um... I think you were you were you were thinking of the Watchmen thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. They actually do um, yeah. shoot. But there were like there wasn't there one where they did fire the National Guard did fire on protesters in the university. Yeah. Um... Ah, oh, damn it! That was um. Ah, oh, damn. I, I I look I look for that for a sec. Um, but that's obviously when they fired on the the students, it, it showed to like you know the American people's like the gut. You know, it's like obviously the government is losing control like of it yeah. of its people. But also, it's like they yeah. would, you know, they like the whole idea of like also this is like a quite like a totalitarianism like like yeah I, mean, most, what, I, they, they, I, I would they, argue that it wasn't totalitarian but when when they did um when they show behavior like that yeah like shooting on unarmed protesters that is definitely a symptom of of um of uh totalitarianism yeah. and authoritarianism yeah and obviously americans know what happened in russia where like you know they you know people if it didn't if it said no to something they will be There'll be, um, you know, shots taken to labor yeah. camps and stuff. Yeah. And then they look at what's happening in America. And it's like, well, mm. you're you're fighting, you're fighting in this war to stop these, you know, these restrictions on information. Yeah. You know, like, um, yeah, like no freedom. And then yet you're doing this to us. Yeah. Here, oh, um, so so that massacre. I think you're referring to the the Kent State shooting. Oh yeah, that's it. That's it. That's the one. Also yeah. known as the May Four shooting. Uh, sorry, the yeah, May Four massacre yeah, and the yeah. Kent, State, Kent State massacre. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, there were four deaths and nine people were injured. I mean, I know like people are like looking at um, the the problems in the US at the moment, but obviously it's for totally different reasons. You know, at, at that time it was it was national opinion was that. This this war was very unpopular, and it was yeah unjustified, especially when people were drafted into the war. Yeah, and um, obviously I watched the five the five bloods um, yeah. a couple of weeks soon it came out, and that was basically obviously I'm looking through the Vietnam War through an African American perspective, yeah. and they're saying like, well, why are we fighting this war? So we can go back home and be, uh, you know, second, you know, be ridiculed by a color by the white man. Yeah, and it's like completely understandable. Like, why is African Americans fighting this war in Vietnam? Yeah, just for a government that is, you know, well, that is like yeah, not, yeah, not give them the rights they needed. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I mean, I think the seeds for that were sown in World War Two when yeah, African American yeah. troops, yeah, they, uh, they would be stationed in. Um, say Britain, and obviously they enjoyed unsegregated facilities. Yeah, I think they said something like um, American uh, barracks were segregated, but when they left barracks for like R and R into you know they just went into like the British sort of uh, public, it was unsegregated, and they they were sort of I'm not saying they were exempt from racism, but uh, they enjoyed a more equal standing. And take and um. When you look at them, Britain, they had an empire. Obviously, the British Empire was the main, you know, po- point towards that because obviously 
in Britain, with a shared empire, you have people from different ethnicities, uh, yeah. races, you know, coming in. So it's kind of had, they were kind of more tolerant towards each other. Like, yeah, I mean, were, Britain, you know, Britain has always been a melting pot. Yeah. Especially, yeah. say, big cities like London. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, tying into um, how this relates to uh, John Lennon, he was involved heavily in left leaning um, civil rights groups. You know, I mean, political movements. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can't say for certain which ones he was, um, uh, which ones he was involved in. But I mean, I imagine he was, um, he surrounded himself in sort of communist sympathizers, for lack yeah. of a better term. Yeah. I, I, I know, obviously, you know, people who were affected by McCarthyism in the 50s. Um, you know, it was like, um, people at that time were. Um, they saw benefits of socialism, especially. Yeah. Uh, the benefits that the, the average person will receive. And obviously, yeah. for, for like the ruling elite, you know, like the ivory tower yeah. Um, yeah. elite or professional, that was, um, that was a threat to their like, stake that they yeah. had. Definitely, yeah. And yeah. I think they feared it. Obviously, I think it was a bit overblown how much they feared it. But they saw these countries in Southeast Asia, in their mind, collapse to communism. And, you know, why couldn't it come to the US? Especially when there were so many uh, communist sympathizers. In their mind, it was highly likely that a lot of people would call for a communist overthrow of the yeah. government. Yeah, you're, you're, you're definitely right there. And um, obviously America's had this, uh, you know, like, you know, save you know, fight for our democracy. You know, yeah, so we, yeah. you know, so we can like safeguard democracy. But then, if you look at democracy, or like in, not democracy, I'll say capitalism. Yeah. Um, you know, that really doesn't. It's not fair. Anyway, obviously, you have got like a certain amount of people who have a lot more money than the average. Yeah. I don't know, like the two percent people have more yeah. money than the, what the maybe the eighty percent of a certain yeah. of a certain group. You get what I mean? Yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously that that's like it's, it's evident in imagine. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and it, you know it's 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 the mindset of capitalism was a good idea in practice. Uh, sorry, in theory, in that it was you know meritocracy you know promotes enterprise, um, and obviously then symptoms arise from in yeah. practice like you know corruption, greed. Um, it took, also in talks, a ruling elite. Yeah, you know? yeah, and also it's like very. Oh no, I remember like the you know the line from um, imagine like imagine there's no heaven. Yeah, that's, you know, talk about like well, it might not even be heaven, and that's really yeah. against the the, well, the church yeah. and the fundamentalist I mean, Chris, American Christians believe, yeah. don't they? I mean, um, at that time, sort of, um, especially the communist uh, countries, they were um, de facto they were an atheist state. Yeah. So that would have, I mean, to, to the right people, that would have looked like a communist manifesto. Yeah. <laughs> you know, imagine there's no money. Imagine there's no possessions, no religion too. It sounds like some, you know, communist utopia to me. Well, com- I, don't, I, I don't know a lot of information about like what religion, religion was like in Soviet Union, but like, like socialists, they were like, they believe that God was like an idea created by the upper upper ups in the 
society to control the uh, the peasantry. Yeah, because um, you, you got Karl Marx in South yeah, Sea, yeah. and um, uh, religion is the opiate of the masses. Yeah, so it, yeah. It's, you know it, it's a drug to kill the the. Um, it's you know it's to make people, fe- sorry, it's to make people, like happy. Yeah. In, in their in their lot. Yeah. You know, not not to strive for anything greater. Yeah. Because if you do so, that will anger the the, the supreme being. Yeah. And and I mean, I I have some gripes against religion myself, but yeah, same me. Um, you know, uh, communism especially, like you know, socialism to a certain extent, but communism, uh, it strived for a a uh, a ruling body which was exempt from religion. So obviously, um. It pushed for uh, separation of church and state, which is uh, you know, beneficial to a country because you see some of these uh, theocracies ruled by religious dogma, and it's they, they don't work as a country. Especially dogma that's like out outdated, outdated, like, yeah, yeah, not reformed. Yeah, and I mean you can see why uh, religious people in America, especially the ruling religious people, they would fear something like that coming because yeah yeah i mean not, not only do they want to take away um everything you own and everything you hold dear but they also want to take away your god as well and to, and to that that is terrifying to them i um i started reading uh, I, I remember i told you it but i started reading um jordan peterson's uh 12, 12 rules of um 12 rules for life yeah and um in in like the forward, he he talks about um, you know what lost like he he basically said he mentioned in his um obviously his first book maps and meaning he talks about um, how the like ancients the ancients would see the world through like a drama between order and chaos and he lists like yeah. what's different between order and chaos yeah. and you know this can kind of this is can kind of relate to the um, you know the ideology and the um, perceptions of those people you exactly on about. Yeah, yeah. No, they saw their order was you know the religious dogma, you know church and state and all that. And then that chaos would be that like if it all came crashing down and went towards a more communist ideology. Yeah. yeah. Um. Obviously, I I don't really know how. Uh, left-leaning John Lennon was. Yeah. You know, but I mean, to to, to like the right people, he was a communist um, golden boy. Yeah, yeah. You know, he was he was this highly successful musician who was publicly exclaiming that the system that he was in was failing everyone else. Yeah. You know, I mean, obviously, you know, people. A lot of people don't didn't listen to his music for his politics, but because of the quality of his music. But um, I I don't think the politics really came into um, Mark David Chapman's ideology per se. No, no. I th- I think it was a very um, uh, not misguided, but a very warped idea that he was somehow saving. Uh, John Lennon. It's 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 kind of like I would I it's kind of like a um a so no psychotic psychotic mindset to be honest. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, um, 
you, you know, uh, Chapman, after he shot, um, after he shot Lennon, he started, yeah, he, sat, he just yeah, started he sat, reading catcher in the right. He sat down and, and was reading catcher right. That that waiting for the police to turn up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's that's almost like he sought yeah confirmation yeah. in his actions. Yeah, like he was hoping that what he what he did was the right thing. That that's just it's so strange how you know. Like, I think someone came up to him. I think he was like a security guard or something, and he was like shouting, like, "Do you know what you just done?" And it's like, "I just shot John Lennon." I, I don't I don't personally I don't think that he did it for like his own ego. I honestly think that it was it was for like some deluded idea. Isn't it one of the things of like a psychopath is they they believe what they are doing is right, even though uh, it's wrong. It, it's not that they believe they're doing something right. It's that they don't believe they're doing something wrong. Oh wow, okay, okay. So it, it's the total uh, yeah. omission of doing something yeah. wrong because uh, they. Uh, psychopaths have no concept of morality. Yeah, yeah. They can, they can often uh, intelligent psychopaths and high functioning psychopaths. They can mimic emotions and morality, so they can obviously fit in to a moral society. So, arguably, a lot of uh, religious rulers in history, they didn't necessarily believe in the dogma and the beliefs, but obviously they put on the cloak to gain power because they, 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 they. Uh, they sought domination over others. Um, before we delve into like the events of what happened um, of the of the, you know, the assassination, um, we you know we were talking about like uh, you know this music, John Lennon's music, and obviously Americans love the Beatles as well. Yeah, I would say they're more popular in America than yeah. they were in Britain. Yeah, and they they were part of the yeah the, the British invasion. It was called. yeah yeah that's it yeah. that's it. But um, uh, what's quite um also around about like the sixties and all that like you know in well in the Vietnam War there was obviously very anti Vietnam War music coming out as well. Yeah, like you know um yeah you had oh what was it there's a, there's a few there's uh, so many examples you can like um you know read about and stuff and mm. here but a lot of them are very anti anti-war you know why are we going out there and fighting like oh yeah. like bob dylan like bob dylan oh, like, especially yeah. bob dylan's masters of war and um yeah bob dylan's masters of war um, yeah, you, you listen to black sabbath with yeah war pigs, war pigs. i don't know what, That's a, brilliant that the war yeah man. yeah that, that you know the idea was like, why are we going out there and yeah. fighting? And the idea is like, oh, yeah. uh, politicians are like, um, they start the war and they're letting the others go out and fight for them. Like, yeah. and the idea I mean, is like, I mean, you even got like, sorry, uh, music as a result of like curfew riots. So do you oh, yeah, know what, the, yeah. the song for what it's worth by yeah. Buffalo Springfield? Yeah, you know, stop children, what's that sound? Everybody yeah. look what's going. It's about like people, you know, like these coppers shooting people. Yeah. Um, like, oh, what, 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 what's the other one? Um, sorry, I'm, I'm gonna like. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of like. Obviously, you got like all along the Watchtower, which is, uh, I think it's anti-war, anti like Vietnam. Ball of confusion. Ball of confusion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you were just about to yeah. say that. Yeah, you? I was yeah. gonna find it. I was gonna find it. Yeah, I was. Good. I was um, that's a really good. Um, that's a really good song. Like, and I, I think if, if you think of any. Um, stereotypical Vietnam music in general, it is anti-Vietnam. <laughs> There's a quote um, 
oh, it's a really famous quote I remember reading about. It's like the um, oh, I think it's a quote, but it's like um, the younger generations, the older generations start war, but the younger generations have to go out and fight it. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, I think that's related to the the saying. I think it's more of a British saying. Uh, they were lions led by donkeys. Yeah, yeah. In relation that's to it, that's World it. War One. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it, it's very much like you know why why do like, these these young people with all their lives ahead of them you know they, yeah. they, could, they could be so useful or, or so brilliant in their chosen field or you know whatever but but they choose to fight for someone's war. Okay. And and they don't they don't participate in the war themselves they. They just tell people to like. Oh, it's strange, isn't it? You know, like, I, th- I think it's especially. That, I think that's just a symptom of nationalism and jingoism, especially. Yeah. You, know, you see people like more so in World War One than anything. You you got like, these lines of people. You know, I, I wonder if I fought King and Kendrick. You know, and it's, it's strange, isn't it? And then they they just they feel the reality of war in all its visceral ugliness confronted by you know the realities of what they have chosen to do definitely yeah you know they sold the lie yeah yeah and obviously you know, you... i know it's the, there's the meme of you know there's a vietnam, vietnam flashbacks and stuff but yeah you know war is hell yeah you know? and it doesn't leave you as well yeah it doesn't it's not no. like something i could that person can switch off like yeah. after you've seen combat yeah i mean i think it was a bit you know um, and the yeah. way as well, like the American government, in some extent, has no. Well, some not just American government. Some countries have like the way they poorly dealt with war veterans. Oh yeah, it's yeah. been like well, they, they just you know, leave it. They leave them up to dry, don't they? Yeah, I mean, yeah. They, I mean, to some governments, the uh, war veterans are used goods. Yeah, they, they they, they're no longer useful to the yeah. system. Yeah, so they just. It's very sad to think yeah. of it, but it's true. Right. I mean. That that's been around since there's been a king and and since there's been a warrior. Yeah, exactly. You know, yeah. W- w- when the king has no further use for the warrior, he just, you know, he puts him at the pasture. And then he complains why he's not getting the taxes he needs by the peasantry because, yeah. you know, they all of them died fighting in his, in, their, in his wars. Well, I mean, they are revolting, so can you blame? Yeah, him? yeah. Um, do you go straight on? Do you want to? <laughs> Should we go straight on to talk about the? Um... Did, did you just oh, say what I just said? Did, yeah, did, yeah, yeah, I, uh, yeah. I heard. Yeah. It, it was a pretty, it was a pretty crap fun. No, no, I got. <laughs> um, let's talk about the events of eighth um, of December, nineteen eighty. Right. Though. So, um, so yeah, I'm just gonna like to read like the first part of Wikipedia. And, okay. You know, it's probably not the best uh, source for it, but. Oh, I think I think it's good just like set. Yeah. Really. So. On the evening of 8th of December 1980, English musician John Lennon, formerly of the Beatles, was fatally shot in the archway of a Dakota, his residence in New York City. The perpetrator was Mark David Chapman, an American Beatles fan who had travelled from Hawaii. Chapman stated that he was angered by Lennon's lifestyle and public statements especially his much-publicised remark about the Beatles being more popular than Jesus and the lyrics of his later songs, God and Imagine. Chapman also said he was inspired by the fictional character Holden Caulfield from J.D. Salinger's novel 
the catcher in the rye. Um, yeah, so that's basically the start. You know, that's stuff we talked about there, didn't we? Yeah. About, you know, like... I, about... I didn't know I didn't know he travelled from um, Hawaii. Yeah, he travelled from Hawaii, yeah. That's that's a very long trip. But, I mean, but the, the, the Dakota was in New York. Yeah, it? that's why it comes under yeah. conspiracy. People are like, well, why would this guy fly yeah. all the way from Hawaii? And it's like, well, <laughs> yeah. you, know, you can't. Um, yeah, here we go. Chapman planned on killing over the course of several months and waited for Lennon at the Dakota on the 8th morning of 8th of December. During the evening, he met Lennon, who signed his copy of the album Double Fantasy. You may, you know, you're going to kill your like kill someone. You may as well get an autograph of them. Well, I mean, at the end yeah. of the day, he was a fan, wasn't he? Yeah. Lennon left for his wife Yoko Ono for a recording session at Record Plant Studio. Later that night, Lennon and Ono returned to Dakota. As Lennon and Ono walked towards the archway entrance of the building, Chapman fired five hollow point bullets from a 38 Special Revolver. For which hit Lennon in the back. So you, you have to shot him from behind, then with him, him in the back. Yeah, he shot yeah. him in the back. Uh, Chapman remained at the scene, reading the catch in the eye until he was arrested by the police. Lennon was rushed in a police cruiser to Roosevelt Hospital, where he was pronounced dead on arrival. Yeah, and um, it's talking about like three three Beatles fans commit suicide after. After I mean, the world found you, out, you have to think. Um, so something I did witness, I think you know, you can relate as well. The death of Michael Jackson and and like the 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 sadness that was felt by a lot of his fans. Yeah, yeah. Imagine, I I don't re- I don't doubt really like these people took their own lives because if um, if it was revealed that Michael Jackson was murdered. I think a lot of people would have um, taken it too far. Yeah, yeah. These, these people, they revere these uh, celebrities. Yeah, and especially you know, they, if you... hold them up on a pedestal. Like, imagine if you're in the shoes of a young, you know, like, someone, you know, someone like, in a, you know, mid-20s or early 20s, living in a Midwestern, you know, American society where you probably got, like, extreme, you know, extremist fundamentalist like parents like a family religious family yeah. and you can't you go to university and you have these big ideas and stuff and like one of your favorite like things like listening to is obviously um you know these musicians preaching like you know um equality economic social equality and all that and and you know, obviously John Lennon was one and he grew growing up listening to John Lennon's music and you see him as an icon and that's that's basically your life and then you see him you hear about him getting killed, it would distort you. Yeah. Like uh, like maybe like I don't know me and you don't really have like someone that we kinda have that a musician where we have that like, you know, we highly see highly see him as an icon. I don't. Yeah. Uh, is it is it it's different. It'd be different for like somebody, you know, back at that time, yeah. especially in the bleak world in which they they lived in. Yeah, I mean, you got to think like um, a few decades ago, like the, the music uh, world was so different to what it is now. Like, yeah, the the, the diversity of music wasn't there. 
No. So is, you know, so you listen to a certain genre. You know, I mean, pop was, uh, you know, pop, pop was like after World War Two was its own genre, but uh, there wasn't a lot of music. But you know, wasn't I mean, like obviously, what... obviously at the time there would have been like a lot of music. Didn't like, but, but it would have been small compared to now. Wasn't like rock like seen as like anti people, religious people hated rock. Um. Well, at the start, people didn't like it because it was seen as um as too. I need to be careful what I say, but <laughs> it, 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 there was too much African American influence. Oh, okay. Because, because you know it was. It's yeah, yeah, in, yeah. Um, especially with like the invention rock. of the uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially with the invention of the electric guitar, you know, which which helped rock gain such a, a popular standing in, in well, not just in America but the world. I mean. People fear what they don't understand and what's new because yeah. they're, not, they're yeah. not used to it. Yeah. I mean, people, uh, humans are biologically uh, engineered, really, so that if you, if you don't understand something, you need to fear it. Yeah. Because it, it's a um, it's a survival mechanism. Yeah. But but when that's translated into modern culture, that's very hurtful and harmful because you know anything new. I mean, obviously you got. Stuff like grime and drill music, you know, which is very popular in uh, in Britain. Especially, you know, especially, especially, it's more like in London, the yeah, um, the like, in cities. Yeah, I mean, the press like to. Um, I mean, I think uh, there's been a lot of violence involved in the music. Well, that's what the, the press, press thought about hip hop back in the nineties. Yeah. yeah, and they, they thought it was like part of like thug culture and stuff. Yeah, that's the same thing they yeah. did with um, because, rap in like, the nineties. It's part of fearing the other when when you don't understand the other. Yeah, you know that because humans need to fear something. Yeah, because it's kept humans alive. Uh, yeah, when we used to live yeah. in caves. I mean, so many wars have started over fear. Yeah, like, and, and not just fear, but ignorance. Ignorance, yeah, and not, and not ignorance is in intolerance. Uh, yeah, no, and that's what I mean. Like not not just intolerance, but I mean ignorance in not understanding something. Yeah, yeah, or a refusal to understand. Yeah, something. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, and what were we talking about? I, I've just like lost like my train of thought. Oh no, we, no, we were talking about um, we I, I was on about talking about uh, we talked about like um, people killing themselves over John Lennon's oh, death. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was yeah, and I was talking about like the like what people were like yeah. the music scene was like uh, yeah. back then. I, I don't think people have changed that much because people hold celebrities in such high standing. Yeah, because when you think like hundreds of years ago. If there was a martyr saint, or if there was a king, or um, a lord in general, people would hold them as chosen by God, and they are infallible. Yeah, you know that's that's how the, um, lines of succession start because they are meant to be divine and descended from God or chosen by God. Yeah, that, the... I mean, people that haven't lost that now. It translates no. into no. the cult of celebrity. Yeah, Re- God. religious John Lennon's gods, who was that representative on earth? I mean, people thought that he was chosen by God. Yeah, yeah. You know, like his music was God given and etc. Yeah. etc. But you know, religious further has never left. It's just gone from religion to pop culture. Yeah, it's it's like this, right? Um, Star Wars. In Star Wars, there is a canon, and there is non-canon. Everything which is considered non-canon is is a, in a way it's not true. Now, the church started this 
you know, ca- if something's canonical in the yeah, church, yeah. it means that it's regarded as truth and fact. If something is uh, out of the blue, someone will say, this passage of the Bible is no longer canon. A lot of people will hate that because they, they consider it part of the... Um, especially especially works that criticise certain aspects of the Bible and the church, like, yeah. um, oh, what was it, like uh, Luther's... Um, yeah, yeah, nailing and, the problem. Yeah, the yeah, door, and yeah. his works now are kept in like Vatican archives yeah. and stuff, and you can't really like, see it. Like... You, um, I mean, you you look at the, the Star Wars fans. Yeah, if if something like a new film or TV show, or whatever, is seen as contradicting the canon or going against an established uh, ideal, they will riot or they will froth at the mouth because yeah, they are they further this they, they are fanatic. You know, fans are fanatics. But it, you know, uh, when, when you hold something so like close to your chest and so like close to your heart, it's hard for something is to that, change. I, I just find that very just like um, I find that very what's the word? Um, and I would say that's I find that very dangerous because then you well um, you know dangerous because you're not like. You need to like let allow these new ideas to develop, like yeah. rather than seeing criticism. Like yeah. I don't mind studios and stuff taking risks and changing the ethnicity of cows and stuff. Like you know, yeah, well, as long as they're played by good actors. Yeah, actors, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you talk about um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I've um, I've got an article I'm talking about with um, Donald Delvin's conspiracy theories from uh, Don Lennon's death. Yeah. But I completely understand where you, where you know, yeah. where um, you're coming from, and you know, it highly relates to not just music and films, but like you know, obviously the um, the, the American ideology as well in general of like yeah. society, economy, politics, and religion. Okay, so uh, this article I got this from this article is uh, it's called um, Buzz IE, an article. I've it's going to be a link in the description, but uh, basically talks about this. Um, this guy called John Potash, who wrote a book called Drugs as Weapons Against Us. And he su- he suggests that um, John Lennon was murdered by US intelligence agencies to halt Lennon's support of leftist radical politics. And that Mark um, yeah, Chapman, well, Mark David Chapman was uh, trained by the CIA to stop the superstar radicalizing the West. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, he said, basically said that crime agencies allegedly track various high-profile pop stars before their untimely deaths, claiming their huge influence effectively brainwashed young Americans to follow a leftist agenda. Yes. Huge stars such as Tupac or Kurt Cobain died due to involvement by U.S. law enforcers. Uh, yeah, the publication suggests. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's basically just um, you know, it's 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 right there to read. It's the it's not that kind of um complex, but the idea that like um U.S. intelligence agencies are probably ordered by the government to control um these these like you know these leftist celebrities like musicians yeah. in this period. It, it's a way of just keeping it order, really, and yeah. c- keeping control of of um, of the people. And um, 
yeah, it goes on saying, um, uh, what does it say? Yeah, it details investigation. The the book is called Drugs as Weapons Against Us. I'm sure it's on Amazon somewhere. But it details an investigation by former Sunday Express legal correspondent Fenton Bressler, who obtained classified documents from the FBI and CIA that claimed Lennon was being tracked by the intelligence agencies during the 1970s. The book alleges the singer developed radical leftist politics after allaying his drug use, which led to him holding anti-war events and eating a benefit concert to free in prison activist John Sinclair. His album, Sometime in New York City, focused on political themes, including feminists, Irish nationals and Black Panthers, leading to increased scrutiny from the US government. Yeah, so a lot of that we we touched on in in the and it's good to like make you know how it's flowed into like um into his conspiracy theory. Because it's not like it's not like a ridiculous conspiracy theory where I you know, like Mark David Chapman was hired by Paul McCartney to kill John Lennon. Like is this yeah, if, if that was if that was a conspiracy theory I'd be like what? Like what? But, but you know Obviously, there's no. Maybe it's not. It can be true or not, but it seems very likely as well. And well, I mean, you look yeah. at like what what like some of these intelligence agencies were doing at the time, and it, it's very um, obviously you know that's why they worked clandestinely because they were after a lot of weird things. You know, like um, the, the stuff like the Lee Harvey Oswald. Oh yeah, yeah, conspiracy. I mean, obviously, yeah. we can delve into that another time. But there, there was, um, there was a claim that he was uh, essentially like groomed by the CIA. And the and the idea that like the CIA, the, the American government wanted to give it JFK because JFK was against the Vietnam War. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, there, there was a conspiracy that he was obviously trying to uh, root out organized crime and yeah. organized crime yeah. and links Especially to the like Rob, yeah. Rob, you know, um, yeah, Bobby Kennedy, Bobby, Bobby Kennedy. Um, but yeah, well, you know, there's certain John, like Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, they they were assassinated. There's been like obviously links that the American government organized, like the CIA, FBI organized, like hire these people, yeah, to kill, to kill um, these figures and kind of like cover their yeah. tracks. Well, well, I mean, not not just like domestically in the US, but they sort of. The um the US orchestrated overthrows of like these Latin American uh, socialist regimes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like I think it was like um <laughs> proven that they were trying to get rid of um the old not Ecuador. What's it called? Um, what's the country that's really like bad at the moment? Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. yeah. They they tried to I forget like the old like dictator's name, but like they tried to get rid of him as well. I mean, they are pigs. In, in, uh, even Cuba. even like um, like Panama, like Mario Noriega was a CIA. He worked with the CIA. Yeah. And then obviously when he got when he went against the CIA and obviously had too much power, the CIA organized the American government organized a um, you know a military task force to go and uh, take him down. In that famous 1989 uh, event, the invasion of um, Panama, 
and obviously the idea of Panama is like, you know, really important to America and the idea that it was becoming communist as well. That's it. That's him. That was, um, yeah, that, yeah, stuff like that. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, here we go. It says, um, he basically says, if I carry on, then we can discuss more. Um, yeah. Um, protest rights. U.S. intelligence agencies were becoming more concerned with Lenin after he moved away from drug use and towards activism and was just one month away from becoming an American citizen at the time of his death. How coincidental. The FBI and CIA ordered agents to keep Lenin under surveillance, according to the book, while Bressler's documents showed the star's arrest for drugs use in 1979 was to neutralise and disrupt Lenin's activities. I mean, if you put him in prison, then that disrupts his activities. And on the way, like, obviously... If he's like, you know, have a huge issue with drugs, it's as easy for like, um, you know, the the gov- you know, the, the FBI and all that to be like, oh, we can like arrest him because he's got using illegal drugs. Same thing happened with um, oh, Ray Charles. So obviously, you know, Ray Charles, um, famous uh, blind black musician, yeah. and um, obviously. Um, People were like against him because he was um, African American, so he got arrested. He got uh, arrested by police in, um, I think it was Georgia, for um, for you know like uh, heroin, and um, they believe that like he was he was he was set up, to be honest, and they were going to throw him in prison just to disrupt his activities. Oh, yeah, so. And if, if if John Lennon was like having a really you know struggling with drugs and stuff, at least you can kind of control him in, in a sense. But once he got out of it and started preaching anti-war, then yeah. you lose all control. Um, I mean, like John Lennon, like I think he was a very erratic person, and like there's a lot of like, famous images of him and uh, with Yoko Ono, that famous one of like him like walking. Yeah. Um, there's that famous one. Do you know? Um, have you seen that picture of him? And he's like sort of uh, hugging Yoko Ono, but he's like he's next to her, naked in like a fetal position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was taken. That was taken on the day of his murder. Yeah, cause they went. They went for like a fashion shoot, didn't they? Yeah, that day. That's insane, right? Yeah, like that's taken on the day of his murder. That's also an idea. That's kind of like freedom of like. The, the body, like, yeah, as well. Uh, I, I don't know what they mean. Off the mood. Uh, yeah, maybe if you yeah. look, I'm looking into it like that. Um, let's uh, And he said, All right, I'm going to carry on with this. In a bombshell claim, Lennon's assassin may have been trained in war torn Beirut to become a hitman when the CIA held a heavy presence during the 1970s. Author Phil Strongman in the book John Lennon, Lifetimes and Assassination, explores the idea Chapman was programmed to carry out the killing with the novel The Catch in the Rye acting as a trigger. The Manchurian Candidate? Yeah. Yeah. But the Manchurian Candidate is when someone gets triggered by words, isn't it? It's basically, um, so it was a, a candidate. Yeah. I think it's for, was it like for presidency or something or like governorship? Um, 
but he's basically like a, he's a sleeper agent for I think is these Chinese sort of like authorities working with the U.S. government. Is this a film? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was based on a book though. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically yeah, like a, a sleeper agent, and um, they're triggered by sort of like these words, and they sort of they listen to commands as a, a, a leading like politician, but they're ruled by like um, foreign powers. Well, look at uh, Bucky Barnes in yeah the I mean, Civil War. That, that's right. basically like you know he's meant to be like the a man. You know, it's based off the paranoia of the cold war and the yeah yeah the the, the, uh, the manchurian candidate yeah you know? yeah or just like you know russian sleeper agents you know yeah 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 <laughs> yeah like well if you, if you want to know more about that but like if you want to know more about that watch the americans that's yeah. a good show i talked about all that all that stuff in it yeah um yeah so um potas book a postage book claimed Chapman waited for Lennon to arrive home on the fatal night, kneeled down in a combat stance, and shot the star four times in the back from 20 feet away. He writes, he could have escaped, but instead took off his coat, folded it up, and took out catching the rye out of his pocket. Lennon later died in hospital after losing 80% of his blood. Yeah, and... Um, in an interview with Bressler, NYPD Lieutenant Arthur O'Connor said, Chapman looked like he could have been programmed. That was the way he looked and that was the way he talked. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a bit off, isn't it? Like, yeah. I mean, like, obviously, you were, if you, and Mark David Chapman was a big guy, wasn't he? He wasn't yeah. like a muscular, like, built like well, he, was, he was chubby, wasn't he? He was chubby, yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you, you know, if he, you know, if he knew like so how how to hold a gun, and was it, you know, your combat stance, it's like you you don't you wouldn't know that unless you're in the military or you were trained, secretly trained. Um, well, I mean, this is America. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He probably, probably just knew how to handle a gun. Probably yeah. <laughs> um. And um, and there's a 20, 2010 documentary called The Day John Lennon Died. And it suggests that the doorman at the Dakota was a Cuban exile called Jose Perdano, who had who was yeah who a Cuban exile who had links to the CIA in the Bay of Pigs invasion. That's kind that, of that's, a, that's the stretch. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> you got to think, right? Like, if he was a Cuban exile living in America, then he most definitely had links to, like, the, why why was he exiled? You know, he probably. I I don't really like how that's like stretched to sort of think that. I think I think I think what happened is people are, like picking out like anything that looks out of the ordinary and just yeah, being yeah. like, oh, well, this. You know. It's it's like you know correlation does not equal causation. You know? No, if something no. seems like they 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 connect, it doesn't mean that they will. You know, it's like maybe he was like uh, exiled from Cuba and he was like saved. He was patriated into the U- U.S. by the CIA. Doesn't mean that you know he worked for the CIA or he had like a handler and stuff. And may- maybe he was involved in the Bay of Pigs. You know, I mean, if he was working on the side of the Americans, 
then that that's a death sentence in Cuba. You know, like he wouldn't like return there. No, so me, no. I'm trying, obviously, I'm trying to rationalize this if it is if it is even true. But like, I don't know. Like, I I don't think like a doorman could have been. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I don't think that was. Uh, I don't think it was planned. Really, I think like it was like a, a spontaneous thing. Obviously, you know, he's been, he was planning it for nearly a year. Really. But like I don't know, like Do you reckon do you reckon like to his mind? Do you reckon Chapman like knew like like the timings of John Lennon going to his apartment and stuff? Yeah. I think I think he, he would have like staked out like outside this scene like what times he but him, left, him also yeah. getting his auto- the autograph, is that that's a kind of that's a a lot of murderers do that, don't they? They like yeah, meet somebody but... Beforehand, and then later on they go and yeah. kill them. Well, you got to think right. He's John Lennon's murderer, but he's also a fan of the yeah, Beatles and yeah, John Lennon himself. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, like, and maybe he thought like, well, I'm gonna kill him, so I may as well like get his aut- autograph. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's strange and it's very warped. Yeah. Um. I don't know. Maybe maybe he was thinking like, well, maybe if I have an autograph off and maybe I, I'll be like dissuaded maybe like he secretly didn't want to kill him okay so I, I looked at more of this and apparently this guy called Salvador Astrugia and he wrote his book in 2006 called Rethinking John Lennon's Assassination the FBI's war on rock stars he has argued that forensic evidence proves Chapman did not commit the murder <laughs> I mean, he was he was at the scene of the crime. He held the gun that killed him. Yeah, you, you know what conspiracy theories are like. Like these theories, yeah. they, they, you know. Um, I don't know. I, I like I like the plausible ones and the ones. Yeah, that you can't, you can't I mean I like the those. CIA, the CIA, the FBI. Yeah. Plan, like, I think the idea of Chapman being trained by the CIA is more plausible, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. which is it, it's more yeah. realistic if you look at it. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like how people like to say that he had links to MKUltra. That's interesting, yeah. Name, yeah. name dropped, MKUltra. I, so in... I, I, I love stuff like that. Do you know, like government experiments? Yeah, yeah. It relates to like, um, have you heard of uh, SCPs? SCPs. Um... So, so they're like, like uh, online like stuff where um, it's like meant to be the government. They contain or like protect or like, they, they they look after like phenomenon. Oh, okay. So it's basically like it's, it was inspired by stuff like MKUltra and like secret government like projects where if it's like a, a paranormal phenomena, they seek to control it or like just contain it so that it doesn't like get out of hand. Okay. So obviously, stuff like MKUltra is like, you know, um, uh, the use of psychoactive drugs like LSD. Or like, yeah. um, hypnosis can produce uh, mind control techniques. Okay. Yeah, I love stuff like that. Like, all like I actually, I really want, I want to do an episode sometime on mind culture. There's just so much yeah. to say. There's also that um, there's a documentary on Netflix called oh, what's it called? But basically, it's about this guy who like jump. You guess like he falls out of a window, and they believe that he was one of the members of. One of the exper- people in the experiments, and he was killed by the CIA. Oh right. Um, let's have a look at. Um, 
Yeah, so apparently Chapman met Lennon's son, Sean. So I'm looking at this, this thing called like the facts they didn't know about the uh, John yeah. Lennon assassination. In the morning of December the 8th, while waiting outside for John Lennon, Chapman saw their nanny, Helen Seaman, walking towards the building with father-year-old Sean. Chapman actually shook his hand and told him he's a beautiful boy in reference to the song Beautiful Boy. Um, that's like similar to... Um, wasn't um, John Wilkes Booth's brother like saved Lincoln's son from being hit by like a, a yeah. car or something? Yeah. Even though, was it, was it cars back... Well, that, that, that. I think I think it was like a, a train. I think he fell on a train track or something. <laughs> oh God! Um, but it's like it's really weird. How, like coincidences like that, are, like do exist? Yeah, you know, you yeah. Know, stuff with like the, the links between Lincoln and Kennedy. You know, like those like weird like links. But, um, um, I'm, trying, yeah. I'm trying to look at. Uh, I'm trying to look at the. Um, Okay, so oh, his conspiracy theories apparently Lennon faked his death so he can escape the public eye, and yeah. then he actually committed suicide. Oh. <laughs> Jesus. Um, yeah, so Chapman's next scheduled parole hearing is on 2020. But uh, if this guy like dies after he uh, I mean, comes out, it's going to be like a bit. Mm. Yeah, but he's been denied parole like ten times already, so I don't think he's uh, he's gonna no, be released. No, I feel like someone yeah. would kill him if he comes out anyway. Yeah. Like his his mindset's really weird because it's like people or like the like psychiatrists or like these uh, medical professionals disagreed about like whether he was insane or whether he had uh, like personality disorders. That's interesting. Yeah, I mean, like back back that time, like. No one really knew about pretty much about um, you know these personality disorders. It was it was kind of like a, a new thing, wasn't it? I mean, in the the seventies and eighties, you had like the rise of serial killers in America, yeah, as well. So these people that had you know killed for certain reasons and having certain personality disorders, yeah, that people didn't understand. Like the idea was like. People killed because they were crazy. Like that was the original idea the FBI thought about these serial killers. But it's more than that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, like people think like, oh, just you know, he he was he was a killer. He was because he was crazy. But I think there's a lot more to that as well. Yeah. I mean, Charles Manson really kicked off in terms of like, the serial killers, wasn't it? Like it was. It wasn't like a big thing in America until. Charles Manson, and then but obviously I you had. Like, I think there was a lot already, but yeah, yeah, popularized because of you know he went after like uh, celebrities and charities. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Ted Ted Buddy went after women. Um, oh, what what's it called? Um, Jeffrey Dormer went after yeah. uh, homosexual men. Uh, I don't know who. Um, oh, who's the other one? John Wayne Gacy. I don't know who who he went after. But it's a lot. There's a lot of, um... but yeah, that that kind of links. You know, that kind of links to the whole like, you know, what's further inside the the psych, the psychotic mind. Like, is this yeah. person just crazy, or yeah. is like, is this person had very childhood issues? Like, 
looking at nature versus nurture and all that. I mean, I'm going to quickly look up... um, I'm going to look up... um, What's the name? Mark David Chapman to see if there's any... uh... So, I mean, like... you got to think, like, you know, he murders a celebrity. Yeah. In broad daylight. Yeah. I mean, he was never, he was n- never not going to be, like, infamous because of it. Okay, apparently, um, Chapman, uh, yeah, he wanted to model his life after the novel's protagonist. Yeah. He also contemplated killing other public figures, including Johnny Carlson, yeah. Elizabeth Taylor, Ronald Reagan and Jack Jacqueline um, Kennedy. So, well, I mean, you got to think like he, yeah. he could have like he could have contemplated killing anybody. Did he yeah. have the means? Did he have the means to do it? You know, and did he have like the the further to carry it out? Obviously, he was a a fanatical Beatles fan. You know, so he he had the. He had the like the guilty mind, right? The mens rea of assassinating them. But I mean, okay. obviously, like you know, he could have contemplated killing anyone. Did he have the means to do that? You know, could yeah, could he, yeah. Could he using the same tactics? Could he have uh, successfully assassinated Reagan? You know, I mean, there's a difference between killing the politician and killing the celeb, uh, yeah, um, celebrity, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like, and especially the president of the United States. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, um, you got to think like Lenin was like beloved. You know, obviously, I I don't think he had sort of like a security detail. I don't think that was a big thing at the time. But like, yeah, it's um, I don't know what to say really about it. It's just that he, you know, he he could have contemplated killing anyone. I don't think he had the means to uh, kill anyone else. Do you reckon his mindset was just on John Lennon? Yeah. Okay. And I think that he had the fanatical belief about um, uh, Lennon, and he, um, it was like beneficial for him to uh, to kill him in that area in the um, the Dakota. Yeah. 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 It was quite like a quiet place. There wasn't many yeah. people about, wasn't it? Like yeah. it's it's kind of like secluded. It's not like if you shot him in like in the middle of a public place. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, could he have like ran away and like hid? Obviously, oh, no. he didn't. But no, he yeah. didn't. He didn't. He didn't. But uh, but I feel like I feel like he wanted to have like also relates to like the fame he had yeah. of like. Or I'm the one who killed John Lennon. I'm the one who saved John Lennon. Do you think it was an ego thing? I think it was an ego thing to it. Yeah. Well, well, I, I'm I'm looking at like his um background. Yeah. Um, if you want to hear about it, um, so he was born on May the 10th, 1955, in Fort Worth, Texas. His father was a staff sergeant in the U.S. Air Force, and his mother was a nurse. Uh, as a boy. Chaplin stated that he lived in fear of his father, who he said was physically abusive towards his mother and unloving towards him. Chaplin began to fantasize about having king-like power over a group of imaginary little people who lived in the walls of his bedroom. Okay. Uh, By the time he was 14, Chaplin was using drugs and skipping classes. Um, 
he said he was bullied at school because he was not a good athlete. And in 1971, he became a born-again Presbyterian and distributed Bible tracts. Uh, I'm looking now. Um, yeah, so, you know, it's, it's not like he's had a, a good life upbringing. It's, it's, got the, it's got the traits of a serial killer or a at all with not a, 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 a you know like a very like strong mindset do you know what I mean yeah well I mean obviously you must have had like developmental problems yeah his, yeah uh, upbringing yeah you know you probably didn't have the right um yeah like uh nurturing and obviously the idea of him like being seen as like yeah. um bullied because it's yeah. like an like an outsider yeah but I mean, maybe that's why you were so fanatical about uh Lennon and uh, yeah and Catherine the right because maybe he he lacked that sort of strong um you know uh, that that character when he was growing up you know obviously he feared his father so that wasn't an option so he maybe he just he sought like his own heroes and through like a warped uh, perception of trying to save that hero he he, he killed um killed Anna. Oh, he uh, apparently he tried to kill himself with uh, carbon monoxide. He attached the hose to his car's exhaust pipe, but the hose melted and the, and the attempt failed. So he was suicidal. Yeah. Yeah. See, so there's a lot of. Do you reckon? It, yeah. Hip, abuse, I mean, stress. yeah, yeah, and obviously him killing John Lennon seen like, oh, people will not remember me, for, you know, ever, but they'll remember me now because I did this. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, it's quite like uh, he wrote to um, oh, I'm doing this. He had no criminal convictions prior to his trip to New York City to kill Lennon. So I mean, you don't you don't really need a history of yeah violence, really, yeah. Um, there's a film about him. He apparently um, Jared Leto plays him. It's called Chapter Twenty Seven. Yeah, I looked at that. Um, God, yeah, you put on a lot of weight to play uh, play him in that. Oh yeah, Jesus. yeah, he looks like him as well. Um, that's a, that's just Jared Leto in it. <laughs> yeah, he's a very weird man, that Jared Leto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, so, what are your um, thoughts about all this? Um, I mean, we probably touched on it, really, but... Yeah. I, I don't really think the, the conspiracies have that much weight in uh, in this case. I think that it was, like, a... It was just, like, a, a, you know, a deluded man on, like, a personal quest, in a way. Yeah. You know, maybe, th- maybe, maybe there was um, an element of grooming, but, I mean, that can't be uh, proven... I mean, either he, you know, either during the time before the timeline, you know, where before he killed Lennon, he might have been maybe um, recruited by the CIA and maybe to kill, you know, maybe not even to kill Lennon, but like just being, you know, just being like um, maybe a hitman. And maybe the whole killing Lennon was a separate thing that. I don't think I, I well 
I wouldn't be surprised. It, it feels a lot more plausible that the CIA or FBI, the American government in general, have yeah. had something to do with his death. I, 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 I feel, I, I feel like uh, it's because it's, it's, it's in that kind of time where there's a lot of assassinations of figures. Yeah. As well, so it, it's um, you know, it's it is around in that kind of theory that the U.S. government has you know planned all this and stuff, yeah. and you know, if it was like some, if John Lennon was just like a, a normal pop singer. Then it'll be it'll be very strange why they'll kill him off. But having all this, John John Lennon's leftist radical politics and you know anti-war, it can I think it did threaten the U.S. government in some way. Yeah. And maybe you know, but I feel like, I, it's hard for me to come to a conclusion about all this to be honest. Yeah. But um. I mean, so, you know, you, you mean you never know. Like he never, Chapman never like talks to the press about it. So it's one of those things that you never know. Like right. maybe it's just fame. Maybe yeah, he related to um the protagonist and catching the rye. Yeah, and he wanted to be that type kind of person. Yeah, I I personally believe that. Yeah, I believe you that think he was, that he was obsessed with um catching the rye. I think it was like he he wrote in his personal copy like something like was it this is my statement or something. Well, also look at uh, who's want to kill who assassinate try to assassinate Reagan. Um, what what was his name? Uh, Damn. Uh... I look up quickly, but he was inspired by Taxi Driver, wasn't he? Jodie Foster, and obviously he had Catching yeah. the Rye, but um, he. Um, yeah, John John Hickley Jr. and he was just, he wanted to impress Jodie Foster mm. as well. So maybe this was all like yeah, it was a it was a way for Chapman to um, make a name for himself, while, while as well as make for, you know, maybe uh, make John Lennon like a bigger name as well. Yeah, Bec- the um. That uh, this you know, attempted assassination of Ray, yeah. Um, and I always think of like that episode from uh, the Americans, yeah, where, yeah, where yeah. The sleeper agents think that there's going to be a coup, yeah. The, the Secretary of State keeps on saying, like, uh, he I'm in control here, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, yeah, I remember that. That's like the fourth episode, season yeah, one, isn't you, it? You gotta think, like, the, the American system is like it is quite fragile. Because oh, yeah. They, yeah. they depend upon the face, and the face is the president. Yeah. You know, I mean, when you have a strong face, it can it can be quite stable. That's the problem then, when you give all that power to one man, especially exactly. like someone like yeah. Trump. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously there are like checks and balances because you know that's ob- ob- obvious, really, in a modern system. But you know, how can one person, especially as someone as flawed as as a human being? You know, how can they possess that sort of power? Mm-hmm. And, and especially when people look up to that person. Yeah. And sometimes it's a bit of like uh, cognitive dissonance, uh, sorry, cognitive dissonance where they they actively refuse to believe any sort of drawbacks to that person. Yeah, yeah. Now, they, they only accept the positives. Yeah. I think it's very strange, really. 
and I, I you know obviously that relates to fictional characters um the the cult of celebrity um you know i i think it, it's it's highly involved with like religious further in that yeah. yeah before people would you know they would, they would flay themselves you know they punish themselves all for you know uh, an attempt to either um, to escape purgatory and, yeah and, yeah and, and and even uh to gain enlightenment yeah but now it's replaced by uh being noticed by the celebrity yeah or or um or just you know being around that celebrity because it's it's very strange like when you when you i'm not that much of a religious person but when you go to a place of worship you can feel like a palpable felt a sense yeah, that yeah. this is this is a place of um well of like religious or like of emotional power. I found that when I went to the Vatican. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. Or even like the Hagia Sophia in yeah, uh, Istanbul. Yeah. yeah. And I mean I, I've I've never been to Stonehenge, so I can't really say, but I imagine if I went there I'd I'd still feel it because it's because and and these people they feel that same feeling when they meet celebrities, and also in this day and age with social media, it's all like this sort of tension. Like, oh, I've got say you have say if you got a photo of a celebrity you put on Instagram, and then you get like a lot of likes. Yeah, and it's, that it, comes out also that craving of like attention yeah. as well. It's, um, it's yeah, it's it's being noticed and um, knowing that people appreciate you. Yeah, yeah. Which obviously wasn't as um, you couldn't reflect it that much before, but now anybody can do it, and and they crave that like, you know. And it's always when you get a like, it's it's like a red like uh, notification because they yeah. know like the the people who work on these social media platforms know that red is a sign of it's um well like, I mean it's very broad, but the color red is you know it's either anger, hate. Uh, like uh, sexual, or it can be passion. Yeah, you know, yeah. red is yeah. instinctive because you know blood. Yeah, so yeah. It, it releases endorphins into your system. I, 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 you know, there's some people that like to delete their posts and get a certain amount number of likes and stuff. Like, yeah, it's very. I mean, like obviously, obviously, like I'm not much, much big on Instagram to be honest now. Because I haven't really posted anything because, well, I haven't really doing anything exciting in the last couple of months because <laughs> of lockdown. But yeah, it, and I feel like it means more, especially, it means Sorry, more man. to. Um... Yeah, carry on. Sorry. It means more to these people who are like alone, who like don't, yeah. who don't appreciate, like, yeah. who are not appreciated by people. I mean, I think a good example of that is um, is uh, I forget the character's name, but she's from Requiem for a Dream. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Another another yeah. Um, Jared Leto movie, yeah. US. But um, that, there's that lady who she craves of being on that game show and meeting that uh, game show host. More more recently, you know, Joker. That, that was his thing that he wanted to be a comedian and he wanted to be noticed by this. Um, by this host of a show, you know, even even going so far as um, uh, deluding himself with like this um, idea that he wanted to be like a son figure, yeah, to, to uh, yeah. Mur- Murray Franklin. He never really had a father, did he? Yeah. So maybe yeah. that's that's what um, 
I'd hate to sort of project onto uh, Mark David Chap- Chapman that example, but he craved like um, a paternal figure. And maybe he thought that the, the most heroic thing he could do, because maybe he had a, um, illusions of grandeur, but um, the most heroic thing he could do for his, his paternal figure in uh, John Lennon was to kill him, to save his legacy. Yeah. And, and, and in his mind, he must have been thinking what a good person he was that he was killing, sorry, that he was saving his hero. It's different, though. I mean, obviously, that is a very uh, perverted way of thinking, but maybe that's what is, um, maybe that's maybe his his mindset at the time. You know, just you know, what what a good person I am. I'm doing what others are too afraid to do. And it's all the signs. The signs are there, aren't aren't they? Like he wasn't like he wasn't like a sane person. He wasn't like a a really well like great upbringing or anything. No. Like, like what you were saying there, right? About how you, ima- you imagine that he was like the king, like the the, the, the ruler of like those imaginary little people. That, that those are that's illusions of grandeur. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In real life, he, he he has no power, so he makes his own reality where he yeah. is the ruler. Yeah. You know, see USS Callister from that episode of Black Mirror. Yeah. Nobody respects him, but he demands no. respect and power in his yeah. own reality. Yeah. Oh, so um, I mean, I, I like the you got for sorry, for, you got for sorry for those people, like oh yeah, I mean yeah, they meant they, 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 they especially they in a society where people are like out, you know, it's like oh, people are different, so they get like ousted by the people who are normal, like yeah. you know, I mean, emphasis back, on normal, like yeah, I mean, coming back to what I was saying, like it's it's the fear and hatred of the other. If someone yeah. is is other or different than you. You, like instinctively, your mind goes to. We are literally yeah. going around circles in this. It's all like yeah, connected, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it's all <laughs> connected. <laughs> yeah, it's all connected. It's so. Who is Peppy Sylvia? We still love talking about like you know like obviously the fears of like leftist leftism radicalism of like American society. Yeah, and it was obviously like these the government and these fundamentalist fundamental Christians who saw it as yeah. like a threat to their way of life or the, yeah. you know the other and now we just literally turn it around looking at it the same way but through a person's psychology yeah i mean you know you got to think as well like maybe like a lot of people were relieved that uh, john lennon was killed because he was essentially a mouthpiece for the, these politics that they disagreed with yeah yeah you know i mean if publicly they would have come out and said you know and laid their wreaths and commemorated his memory, but be, you know, but in in private, they were maybe relieved that such a a threat to their way of life was gone. It's very um, it's very intriguing, isn't it? Like how like all these the repercussions. Like, would John Lennon his legacy be as unmarred and clean if he was still alive? I reckon, I reckon he would just. I would say, I would say like he would just something might happen to him. Like I don't know, he might have got into some trouble or something. Or yeah, it's like his like his popularity changes, and then he's like viewed as like very anti. Like he would got yeah. like an anti view of him rather yeah. than. Well, 
imagine now, right? It'd be like the it'd be like the rise and fall of like a you know like a of a select of like a musician. Yeah, you get me. Like you look now, right? Where like all these historical allegations coming out against uh, you know like beloved uh, celebrities and people they believed all their life to be oh yeah what a nice person you know like, oh what a very like down to earth famous person. And then all of a sudden, these allegations come out. Would something similar have happened to John Lennon? Because there are rumours that he was abusive and he was... Um... Do you reckon he would be like a, like another R. Kelly? Do you reckon? They'd be like... um, I, don't, I don't think that extent, but maybe no. there was the potential that if he, if he survived, he may, have, um, he may have been involved in stuff. Because, like... You gotta think. Maybe people are too afraid, even today, of like coming forward and sullying the the, the memory of uh, John Lennon. Because y- you see all these like um, commemorations they do, and all of these like um, uh, murals. Well, you got like... stra- strawberry fields in New York. Yeah, like yeah. Imagine if there was allegations that came out against John Lennon. What do we do with strawberry fields now? Do we get rid of the monument? You know, it's. It, it, it raises questions now, especially this political uh, climate we have now. Of um, if we get rid of something, what do we replace it with? Yeah. It, do we, it's like the whole thing is you get rid of something because it's either it's subpar or it's damaging or it's uh, harmful. Do you get rid of it? So logically, you need to replace it with something better. What would have happened with John Lennon? You know, would it, would he? made mistakes which were not seen as um harmful at the time or would have uh, nobody would have said anything at the time to him uh but but then in the future or like that in, in the present day now people will come forward and said they weren't happy with his behavior yeah and then all of a sudden this this legacy of this uh this music icon is damaged and I, mean, I can see like a documentary being titled like The Rise and Fall of John Lennon, really. It will, yeah. And then yeah. like, his face, and it's like in black and white, and it's like, I don't know, like maybe like it's it's him in like he's making like a frowning face. You you know what I mean, right? Mm. It's like I mean it's in big red letters, like the rise and fall of John Lennon. You can see like what they do in it, like how it, Yeah, yeah. It's it's um the the, the media like uh Manipulating images and manipulating legacy, especially. Do you reckon his his legacy now with his death? Do you reckon he's more famous for his death now? Yeah. Than, or just more yeah. than being part of the Beatles? Yeah. I mean, he he's essentially immortalized. He's the closest anyone's yeah. uh, gained apotheosis. It's like it's like he's like martyrs in some way, isn't it? I I I, I do believe he's he's a martyr. Yeah. Especially to maybe not to the extent of. Uh, civil rights activists, yeah, and 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 uh, public people like uh, MLK and Martha. I was I, I was thinking of something like I yeah. it could be I was thinking of, of something to put a point to, to say, but I think it's it's going to be quite. Um, I would say like hmm, I don't know what else to say, uh, but um, obviously, I, no offense to anybody, but this is what I think. But like, obviously, Jesus is we really, we say Jesus more remembered for his his death. Do you reckon? Um, yeah, because his legacy is that he saved mankind. He, well, that's the same. I reckon it's a similar thing. From sin. I, that's that's a similar thing with with John Lennon, to be honest. Yeah, 
I'm not saying that John Lennon is like the equivalent to Jesus. Oh, no, but it's the no, same but thing. It, it, yeah. he was marked it. Yeah. Well, that's, 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 that's why I was going to say about making sure that they didn't word it to look like John Lennon's literally like yeah. Jesus, but it's, it's not. because <laughs> He's not. Oh, he's not, that's not the same. He was bigger no. than Jesus. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think he's bigger than Jesus. That's just an ego thing, to be honest. Oh, no, but that's like what he said. Isn't it? Yeah. yeah, but that's just the ego thing. Like, yeah. Right, that's the thing. It's like, oh, I don't know, like, you know, the select obviously it was saying that Mark, uh, Mark David Chapman was unhappy with like these mistakes in his mind that uh, John Lennon had made, so he wanted to like preserve this. You know, he wanted to preserve what was left of his legacy in in the here and now, so yeah. that he couldn't make any more mistakes. That is, that's like deluded, and like the the logic is so like backward. But but that's what he thought. Yeah. Like it's it's unreal. Isn't it? He want he didn't want them to become like this villain, or like, he didn't want like anyone to villainize uh, his his hero, or his like his paternal um, a hero. It, it is it's insane, you know how he could even pull the trigger on someone that he he viewed as um, as well. I don't inspirational. Well, someone he liked, yeah. Four hits to the back. Yeah, yeah. You must have just thought like that. He he was martyring um, John Lennon, but in a way, he was also becoming a martyr himself because from then on, it's a very he'd strange sacrifice. He sacrificed yeah. his life to save yeah. John Lennon as well. Yeah, yeah. So he he wasn't being selfless by you know like sacrificing himself because he knows that. Well, sorry, he believes that he would be martyred as well. Yeah. So. In you know, obviously in his mind, you'd think that he was a selfless martyr, but he wasn't. He was he's, he's selfish. He killed a man because he thought he was saving him, and he would and he would get like he would believe. Well, he would have the belief in his mind that he was a good person for killing this man. I mean, medical professionals have taken decades to try and analyse uh, Mark David Chapman. And obviously, that's just my take. But I mean, uh, you, I don't think you can fully like answer everybody's oh, God, no. human mindset because no. the brain's so yeah. complex. Yeah, and they're still finding new like discoveries now about the the brain. But yeah, you know. Well, I mean, yeah, like the, the brain is is fully just. I don't think in this century we'll we'll fully work out. No. The, the, you know, like how consciousness. Re- works yeah how, yeah how the mind works because the, the mind is not real you know like the consciousness is not real it exists in a non like uh it's it's like it's not real so how can, how can someone actively try and uh, analyze the brain of this man correctly as I said, like all like, these medical professionals, like psychiatrists, they disagreed about him. Like they thought, so, well, a couple of them thought that he was insane, and the rest thought that he was, he, he had stuff like um, uh, schizophrenia or um, personality disorders. I, I, I don't think he was insane. I think he, I think it's, I think oh, it was a, you know, like that. That was like the yeah, 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 very, yeah, very yeah. Of the day, yeah. Was, it's just it was like a, a blanket thing, you know, insane. It's very bland. It's more complex than that. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, some people might be considered insane, but obviously there's a reason for they're insane. Yeah. Insane. And it could be just be like a snap of a switch, like a person, or it could just be that build-up over time. Yeah. And I feel like with Chapman, I think it was just a build-up over time. Because it wasn't just yeah. about John Lennon. It was about a lot of nature versus nurture with him. Yeah. Like the nurturing he had. Yeah. The world he grew up in, it obviously yeah. it added to that as well. Mm. You know, maybe he thought that this was going to be the greatest thing he'd ever do. Yeah, it, or, or his life he'd probably been told by you know, starting from his father to uh, the people at his school that he he wouldn't be a, a good athlete. Yeah, maybe like, all the bullies, you know, bringing his uh, self esteem down. I mean, I'm I'm in no way defending him. I'm just saying, no, 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 he'd no. Been, he'd been told throughout his life that he was nothing, and all of a sudden. He's the savior of his, of his yeah, hero. yeah. But it's good to also delve into the mindset of the killer, yeah, as yeah. well. It comes into even though it's you know, these two kind of documentaries you see, they they look at these killers and they're it's really gut wrenching, like, yeah, you know, what some like. I mean, I sometimes feel ill, like, watching some documentaries looking at, yeah, but then you know, you need to look at the mindset of the killer to. More further understand why this person did this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is there anything else you want to say about um this this conspiracy theories? Um no, I think I think we've covered like a lot yeah, of yeah. yeah. So yeah, so good, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if we look at like other assassinations coming up, like maybe yeah. Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, we we're gonna see parallels to this case. Yeah, in yeah. a historical context as well. Yeah, and um, and other I mean, stuff is with, with like uh, stuff like MLK and Malcolm X. I mean, obviously we can bring in who will civil rights. Um, yeah, ar- yeah, arguments. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of. Um, there's a lot of related to that as well. Yeah, to be honest, like in terms of like leftism, yeah. radical, yeah. you know, radicalization. You've got, you got to think, for like lack of a better term. Um, the the late twentieth century in America, they suffered from a culture camp, you know, like yeah. a culture a culture struggle, yeah, you know, between the old traditionalists and now, you know, people that were disillusioned by a world war and then the Korean War and Vietnam. Yeah, you know, these people who were, you know, war as they knew it was outdated. And it was exactly and similar thing. Similar thing happened in Britain at that time as well. Like, yeah. Especially stuff with like um, with Thatcherism, yeah. I think is yeah. is um, is uh, and you know synonymous with in the sixties as well. You know, in Britain, you had very like you know the the, the empire should be destabilized. Yeah, you know, these countries should have that free freedom. Yeah, so, I, I think like such a strong response in the Falklands War was partially due to Britain. I mean, and Thatcher especially. <laughs> trying to maintain that air that um this crumbling empire still had teeth like they they felt like they needed to prove everything yeah, yeah. you know it's like they had everything to lose because obviously you know like a few years later um hong kong seceded from the british empire it was a big mistake wasn't it for well, what you look at yeah. now like <laughs> i i think i think a lot of hong kongers uh, do view uh, British rule with nostalgia. Yeah, they look at the oncoming rule of the Chinese Communist Party, and then they look back to the British rule, and they, yeah. they think 
which one would I have preferred? Yeah. And I yeah. think it's easy to say which one they would choose. I mean, when, when does the treaty run out? I think it's like 2030 something. Yeah, but, you know, China, they're going to, like, yeah. they're going to, like, really change that around. Yeah. Um, might be, like, that'd be a good topic for, like, another episode. In the oh, future. yeah. That'd be yeah. Great. Um, yeah. So, um, thank you, everybody, for listening um, to this podcast. Actually, we enjoyed, um, I know, like, obviously, it's quite, like, an upsetting event, but it's actually yeah. really, I enjoyed delving into it, like, like, not looking at just as black and white and looking at the layers of, like, yeah. just, you know, and look at the context as well. I mean, like, obviously, I love history, and especially events like this, there's always, like, a historical context around oh, it yeah. as yeah. well. And, um, yeah, so um, thank you, everyone, for, for um, listening. Our next episode is going to be we're looking at Simpsons memes, and oh. I'm looking forward to that because we've been in lots of Simpsons memeing for the past. And we're weeks. Um, we're getting Keith back on. Yeah, Keith back on. We're yeah, that's going to be fun. It's just going to be talking about like Simpsons really <laughs> and memes and stuff like yeah and all that. And then we we're probably going to go into like a different rant about something. <laughs> <laughs> probably like something from Simpsons. We've got a massive tangent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We talk about Vietnam War, like you know, because it's happening <laughs> again. Uh, but um, yeah, and um, obviously, oh, I'm really, I'm really got a schedule up for what's coming up soon, but we'll get it sorted. Um, I'm hoping to do like an episode on Comic Con, anything coming out in Comic Con. Oh, yeah. But obviously, if anything is going to be released at Comic Con, yeah. um, I, mean, I mean, I don't know, maybe like early days, yeah, but like Far Cry, and, like the 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 whole like series in that. That'd be a good idea. Yeah, yeah. We could yeah. do that. We, we could do like a whole episode on that. To be honest, yeah. yeah. All right, that's cool. Um, thank everybody for listening. Um, remember to follow us on Instagram, Spotify, Overcast, and iTunes. Um, comment if there's any conspiracy theories you want us to delve into. Any like you know a, a big events. Uh, you know we'll we we'll try and make a big big thing out of this this series. So um, any help would be lovely. Um, I'm your host, Reese Bolton, signing off. And I'm Reese Jones, signing off. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.